Welcome to Circle of Three, a guided conversation between two friends and colleagues with an invitation to you, our listener, to step into the circle with us. I'm Bonnie Lowen, a spiritual guide who tends to different types of circle and retreats with the hope of creating safe and healing ways to gather. And I'm Catherine Cherwick. I'm a certified executive coach. I love having conversations that are curious, not surprise me. The poem Wild Geese by Mary Oliver will guide this conversation. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. In this episode, we are having a conversation about our gratitude for Mary Oliver and her invitation to claim our wild selves in the family of things. This invitation from Mary Oliver has me recall an entry in my journal. It tells of the early days between my daughter and me. I write, Temper tantrums are a regular part of our day. I, as much as she, keep needing to find calm. Today, when I step away from her tantrum, I say, Find your peace, Aja. Breathe. I know it's in there. Breathe. I recall that moment. She yelped a little more and turned to the window and said something like, I breathe. I very want to breathe outside. We both went outside, and at some point she called me over to where she was playing and said, Look, she washes her hands. I went to the sandbox, bent down beside Aja, and there her miracle sat, perched on the top of Queen Anne's lace, a fly rubbing its legs, or as Aja said, a fly washing her hands. At the end of my journal entry, I wrote Raina Rilke's thought, if you stay close to nature, to its simplicity, to the small things hardly noticeable, those things can unexpectedly become great and immeasurable. Now, years later, I also hear Mary Oliver's invitation. The world offered itself to Aja's imagination, to all of ours. As I step into the conversation with you, Catherine, with our listeners, I am overcome with gratitude. I claim this invitation as one of the most beautiful in the world. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, thank you for being with me in my loneliness, my overwhelm, my arrogance, my strength, my boredom. The world offers itself to your imagination, 
Thank you for turning me towards the exchange I am given daily between the sky above and the ground below and all of the creatures large and small that inhabit that space with me. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting. Thank you for reminding me that the call can be both harsh in that it can shock me out of the comfort of what I know and exciting in that it can wake me up from the limitations I put on myself. Over and over announcing your place in the family of things. And thank you for giving me in straightforward language how and where I belong with everything else, including a fly washing her hands, including how going outside after a temper tantrum has us pay attention, be astonished, and then, only then, tell about it. Thank you, Bonnie, for that reflection. The longing to know something, to understand it, is always in me especially in loneliness and despair. And it feels as though Oliver is inviting us to purely have the conversation with what we don't know. What feels important about these conversations to you? The gift that I am given um, through the company that Mary Oliver has been for me. She's woken me up. We're tempted, you know, when we're bored, we want something exciting to happen. When we're sad, we just want to shed it and be happy. Um, when we're stuck, we want movement. The gift that Oliver has given to me in her writing is that she has reframed where to go when I feel those places of lost. She's helped me reframe it by seeing that life is made up of incremental, tiny spaces and places. And that the miraculous is in our ability to put our attention there. She has one line that says, that our soul is fed through attentiveness. And attentive can happen when you're sad. Mm. Attentive can happen when you're bored. And attentive maybe shifts us when we're stuck. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and the, and the conversation in those spaces can just be that. What do you long for in those moments? I go back to the moment that I recalled about Aja and a temper tantrum. When she went outside and started to play and, and started to breathe, then she was able to notice. If we can give ourselves two things, the quiet and then going outside where the wild lives. When we're with the wild, even in a house fly, <laughs> as, as what Aja noticed, then it wakes up our wonder. And our wonder can carry us through a lot. 
it pulls me away from being a victim to my own sad circumstances. And it has me notice that I'm part of an intricate web of something else, which puts me on a path of wholeness. I think it might be hard for someone to understand the invitation of Oliver's poem to be called to nature, to observe it and find their place in it, if it's not a regular practice of theirs. Mm. People who don't have this discipline of being outside, good grief, I just have to look at myself. I know how easy it is to get super comfortable in that couch, you know, in the living room with your cozy cup of coffee and, and your book, and the outside is welcoming us to be there. I know you love John O'Donohue. He reminded me the other day in his book, Eternal Echoes, where and what a people worship always offers a clue to where they understand the source of life to be. Hmm. I know a little bit about your spiritual background, and it started very differently than what it is now. Besides your daughter, who else has taught you about the practice of connecting to nature in a meaningful way? I can't actually say that it, it's always that I seek the wonder outside. There's a wild within me that wants to be honored and listened to and that will not be confined by domestic ways of truth-telling. Like I'm looking at you, Catherine, and I know, I know you honor the wild in yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be domesticated by someone else's expectations. You want to be surrounded by people and by things and by rituals and by activities that, that honor that sort of like heart thrumming within that is exceedingly Catherine. And I want that for myself, mm -hmm. for exceedingly Bonnie. I think about your Christmas Eve gathering, Catherine, that I got to be a part of. You invited people who didn't have a place to belong that evening. And in that home, I remembered feeling this heartbeat within that was connecting to all the heartbeats that were going on in, inside of your house. And it felt, it felt on the verge of wild. We were singing loud. There was some dancing going on. There was feasting. There was children bouncing, <laughs> bouncing all around on the couches. Your dogs were running through and about. Your cats <laughs> were this way and that way. Like it, we were all kind of in that space together. And we weren't being domesticated into little humans that were supposed to kind of walk one little narrow path. Um, tell me a story about a teacher you've had in your life that has taught you about seeing your part in a bigger world. Wow. It's interesting. There's two people that come to mind. One is when volleyball fell apart for me as a young adult, I turned and I, I studied music and I studied piano. And I was okay at piano, but I, I wasn't any superstar. She was, though. She was one of the best pianists in Canada. Her name's Ermgard Berg. And Ermgard taught me piano. And I got the skills, I got all of that. But mostly what I got from Ermgard was how wildly in love she was with her physical ability to play piano. 
And I looked at her and I went, I want that. I want that in my life. I want to bring that passion, that connection between her physical wild being and her expression. I want that in my life. So there was another teacher in my life, exactly at the same time um, as Ermgard. He was my volleyball coach. It was, a, it was an experience that had to come to an end, in part because it was abusive. It hurt me and it hurt others. I learned a ton of skill from him. And I also saw in him a complete passion for what he was doing. And I wanted to be that. The passion sometimes slipped over into greed. Thirty years later, he called to meet with me. And, and we sat face to face with him telling me that he noticed that you've kept it going, Bonnie, and I've noticed, I've noticed how good you are at coaching, how much impact you've had. And I need to say sorry for how I hurt you. Uh, he even became quite detailed about how he coached in ways that hurt. And if I had to do it all over again, he said, I would just know that I could motivate out of joy as opposed to motivating out of fear. Now those two teachers, both my piano teacher and my volleyball coach, they both passionately loved what they loved. And they both live within me to know that I can, I can be the wild Bonnie that I am in a way that honors the things that I love to do in ways that can honor all those around me also. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's important to know that there are boundaries around that wild self, that passion, that mm -hmm. you do have to understand that you're connected to yeah. other people in it. Yeah. We need to have boundaries to make sure that we're living our wildness in a way that respects that we're connected to other things. It's pretty much how Mary Oliver finishes this poem. You do not have to be good, but you do need to hear that you belong in a family of things. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this conversation, Bonnie. Thank you, Catherine. We turn to our listeners now, to you. Thank you for stepping into this circle with us. Before we leave this conversation, we'd like to thank our team. Audio by Madeline Roger. Theme music by Rain Hamilton. Consulting producer, Kate Friesen, The Story Source. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. I'm Bonnie Lowen. And I'm Catherine Cherowick. Till our next Circle of Three. If you think of a friend who would engage in this conversation, welcome to pass it along. Other reflections, writings, and retreats are found on my website, beingbeloved.ca.